When I was in Exeter Prison, not because I was a gangster or because I was tough, but I semi-took the jow over. The only thing I didn't have was a key, I think. The story is unbelievable. I had everything, what I thought you needed. And I still, still wasn't Michael. And I think in, in losing everything, I found everything. But one thing with the God that I believe in, yeah. he never makes it easy. There's almost a sadness that's passed on, you think? Absolutely. Why I know God so much, Michael, is because I danced with a devil for a long time. I wouldn't be able to communicate with you, Mike. Do you really think that? I know that. You, you can't put this no, in, no. so I'll get bang in trouble. He was my friend. So today, after many years of struggle, of being a criminal, being wealthy, being skint, get peace in the brain. You start to hear what your heart's saying. And I'm learning, I still ain't got it right, son. I'm on my way. And it's not because I've got older. I still feel sexy. <laughs> Boy, all. I'd like to ask you that question. Do you, do you like yourself now? If you want any advice, this is my advice. Just be kind to yourself and to other people. Forget it. So, he's clever with his words out, Mike. He's very clever. And he went to me, what you need to know, Emmett, in the world, voice, you've tried to run this prison. He said, I'm a new broom. This is going to be a clean sweep. End it there. But the lead up to it is a cracker. Okay, our sponsor for this episode is Spacemade. Spacemade offer flexible workspaces throughout the UK, and they currently have the following London locations. Queen's Park, The Strand, Fitzrovia, Swiss Cottage and London Fields, as well as City Centre Leeds and City Centre Bristol. To find out more, do check out their website at www.spacemade.co. And finally, I would like to give a big thank you to the whole team there. I really am grateful for your support you've given us from day one, and it really won't be forgotten. If you are looking for a great space to work, guys, do check them out via the links in the description below. And for any direct inquiries, you can email them via info at spacemade.co. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Thank you very much. Oh, cappuccino flat white, yeah? Thank you. Cheers. But if you looked around now, I guarantee, let's take the word addict out of it. Yeah. But I guarantee all around us now. Uncle Mike. Thank you, Michael. People are suffering. I don't care who they are, what they are. We just put a name on it. The way out of this is how the mind affects the emotion. Yeah, yeah. So it's a malady of the spirit. So it's about repairing the mind. And for me, the mind is for practical purposes. Yeah, yeah. So the mind is to learn. Yeah. But what we do, we let the mind become something it's not by discussing what we feel about our partner, how angry we are with the bank manager. Yeah. And, and it's not about that. Yeah. What that is, is for practical to learn, we need to speak from the heart. Now, I haven't got it right yet. The heart doesn't mean to say we're weak. The heart means to say that everything we do, we do in love, even if it's to have righteous anger. As long as it's coming from the heart and we're right, rather than the brain saying, oh, they've done this. And before we know it, we don't know really what's going on. We've verbalised what the mad brain's telling us. It's insane. But if we stop and think and allow our brain not to work... I know it sounds weird, but if we was to stand, they, they call it meditation, but if we was to stand and say, right, I'm not going to think for 30 seconds, yeah? That's all it takes the brain is to... Because yeah. it's a constant, yeah. constant. Yeah. 
So if we don't think and we look and we don't even name what we're looking at, oh, I'm looking at the wall. No, no, that's just, just stare. Get peace in the brain. You start to hear what your heart's saying. And if you practice that daily, all of a sudden, half a minute, you'll get up to 10 minutes a day, whatever that is during the course of the day, and you're giving your brain a rest. And I think when you give the brain a rest, it sort of goes, oh, thanks, do, man. Do you, do you do that through actual meditation or you just literally sit? Because it's two different things, isn't it? Because meditation is, meditation is this kind of, not that I'm against it, I do it myself, but do you do like that? Or, do you, or do you, would you say you literally just sit and just focus, don't even focus, you just be as blank and clear as possible? I do both. Yeah. I do both. So if I'm in a meditation environment, it's a very similar thing, really. But I think it's what the the purpose is the purpose is for. So if I'm just meditating, because I'm meditating, I'm cool. I want to relax for a little while. Then that's fine. Sure. But if I'm if, if I start to do it in a way that it becomes an exercise of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An exercise of righteousness. An ex- do you know what it becomes? Where's that lovely boy? Tram. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what it becomes? I'll tell you what it becomes. It becomes an exercise of love, of loving yourself. And I don't know why, but you're making me feel very sad. I don't know what that's doing to me, but I feel, not sad, but I feel like getting hold of you and cuddling you. I don't you know why. Do you can do it. But I don't know why so, uh, that is. I, know I don't this know why lady. that is. Hey. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. What are you doing here? Hi. How are you? How are you? What are you doing? You know my mate Mike, do you? Do I know? This is my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother. Hello, mate Michael. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? You, you good? You well? your book lying on my... This is Michael. 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 Love Got a lot of Michaels you. in the room. You your book. But see this young man here. I, I want this young man. You love him, don't you? I really do. <laughs> right, I just... so, so, so I want to ask you a question, by the way. Right. So obviously you grew up in Stockwell. Yeah. But did you like hang around here when you first started getting naughty? What was it like 30, 40 years ago? Because obviously, obviously for context, we're in Portobello Roads. We're gonna walk up, get a few shots. Because I noticed you had a few. We'll, we'll walk. We'll walk up as well. But I noticed you had a few uh, mentions of Notting Hill, Portobello. You hung around here a bit. Well, yeah. I was just, I was just interested because I know it was a, that was that's when it really kicked off 34 years ago, right? Yeah. I mean, we, it's very hard to say why. I, look, I, I had family in Chelsea, and I used to hang out in the World's End in the King's Road as a nipper because my 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 father's sister. And, his ch- and her children lived there. And I was a Chelsea nut. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was a sort of a bit of a nomad. I was born in South London, but I, I've lived in South. I've lived in Surrey. But the majority of my life I've spent in West London. Yeah, of course, So I lived in Fulham and Chelsea. I lived in South Kensington. In 1986, my father was, it's in the book, but one line. Yes. My father instigated the first MDA, MDMA ecstasy into this country. Fucking hell. And I was the guinea pig. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was. What, as a, sorry, as in, as in you tried it? Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, I'm no, not. I really want to put this in, but we can't, we can't. Well, we can play with it. We can play with it, yeah, yeah, we'll do an edit on it. So, uh, they came here, but we can't put the whole story in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no one knew what they were. And so you're talking, not ecstasy, you're talking actually MDMA, well, they crystals, were, dust. Well, they, they were, they was, they ecstasy was, pills. Ecstasy pills, but you've never had anything like it. It was pure, the pure MDMA. <laughs> you know, I've never taken it. I've taken MDMA, but never, never, never E. But it sounds like it's pretty similar. Well, no, this, this was the E made up of MDMA. It, right, was, okay. it was the cream. But did you try it on your own first or did you just hand it out? No, no, no I, I was indoors on my own because I was a bit of a user. So I wasn't, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. worried about it. 
But I, I, I never, I never used to like things like acid and things like that. Okay. So they gave me. My mate said to me, "Break it in half and try half." So I tried half and it, it didn't do anything. So I phoned him. I said, "They're useless." He said, "Take the other half." So I took the other half. And I, it freaked me out for about 10 seconds. I phoned him. I said, Dick, what you done to me? He said, Michael, go to the window. Oh, no, you can come you're, through. You can come yeah, through. Yeah. Go to the window, open the window, and let the fresh air. Oh, it was the most, the best, amazing. Now I'm at home with my wife and my daughter, who's 18 months. She's asleep. I've gone into the lavatory yeah. and sat on the lavatory, not to be crude, going to the loo. I'm playing with the toilet paper. I'm saying, Trace, this toilet paper is amazing. <laughs> She's got what? I said, it's amazing, this toilet paper. Anyway, I, we took them. It was, the, it was the summer before it all kicked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it mad. It's fucking amazing. Is I mean, that the only time you did it? No, I, I cracked on for about... Oh, let's draw up a bit more and then we'll walk back down. I cracked on for a, every year when we were sort of in the mix. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know what, there's no free lunches, Michael. Of course. And, and, and what it became, it, instead of it becoming a business, uh-huh. it, it became party time, earning a, a huge amount of money. Sure. But it led me to my first affair. The ecstasy? Yeah. What, just could high one night and then that's... It was wrong, it was, uh, you know... So you I've think a... you're in love with this person? Well, it, no, it was, a, it was a friend of my wife's, Michael. Uh, and uh, it relates back to the early abuse. I'm not get, making myself right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the reason why I know God so much, Michael, is because I danced with a devil for a long time. And people go, oh, you can get in recovery and you can change. For me, my mental illness, and I do believe it's a hand-me-down train from my forefathers. Hence yeah, the, I noticed you said that in the, in the book. Hence the name of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send your father. And so, uh, so I, think, I think what that really does mean... If we go into the biblical side of things... I think we'll hang out in front of these beautiful houses. Yeah. Yeah. If you go into the biblical side of things and you... Uh, and, and they talk about the ancestral sin, the, 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 out of the church, they would call it your DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, I mean, one of the things that I... What, what amazed me, if you look at uh, Victor, uh, Queen Victoria's children... Uh, and then how they grew. Was it her children or her grandchildren? What, what did they become? Tsars, are they? Tsars, yeah. Tsars. Yeah, so yeah. if you look at them, the Russian one, the English, the king, they, they were related. They all look the same. Yeah. Well, Sophie's dad, the guy she works for, now he's another generation away. Sure. He, he looks exactly the same. And it's a very strong gene. And there's another situation. I've met up with a relation of mine who's become a Christian. And she's her fourth cousin, yeah? And when I, her family, because the family's quite big on my mother's side. Yeah. My grandfather, there was, I think there was either 14 brothers and sisters or 11. Yeah. And the other one, there was nine. So they're huge families. And um, part of this family is the, is the Pitts family. And there was mostly girls and they all done very well for themselves. But it was my grandmother's brother, Harry, he was a rascal, but they say he was a lovely man. Cool. God rest his soul, I believe he died in prison. Uh-huh. And um, so he's, he's my, he's my great-grandfather. Sure. Well, this girl I've met over the last few weeks, he's her great-great-grandfather. But the resemblance 
in some of her cousins and brothers. And they even say I look like her grandma. Right. So that's the stuff which is a sort of a, a replica of a DNA. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. Though. It's like, you know, because I've talked to, uh, to other people about this a lot, just conditioning in general. Your environment encouraged it. I, I, I wonder how much is true. Like, it's interesting. You truly believe it's like I know you said it's almost it was transcendent. It's sort of passed down through your spirit, which I do. I'm kind of with, but I would I would surely it's surely it's the environment and like you said the elements of your childhood which weren't great, and then everybody has certain personality personality traits that they can fall into because they do tests on this all the time and it's like you could have two twins go a completely different route. Correct. It's all environment. So I just wondered how much you truly felt it is connected to your deep inner soul and how much is environmental? Well, I'll tell you why. I mean, that's a great question. So I don't believe it's just one thing, yeah? Mm. I think it's a number of things. So I would say the environment, I would say the abuse, but there's certain things that my grandfather done, this, and I never met him. Mm -hmm. There's certain things that my dad done, and there's certain things that I done that are very, very similar. And I'll tell you what enhances it even more for me and confirms it. My darling brother who died in a car crash, he was a beautiful boy, he was nothing like me. Mm. He got brought up in Surrey. He, he presented himself extremely well. He spoke well, he was well-mannered. He was a little bit naughty, you know, he liked a bit of champagne and he, he smoked a few cannabis joints. You, you wouldn't say he was in the criminal world? No, but, but he knew about it because it was available. But I would say he was a grade A student. Yeah, very bright boy. And so well-mannered. It broke my heart when he died. Yeah. Now his son, he's a beautiful young man, a an incredible young man. And Helen, his mother, and, and, and she married another guy. And, and he's a wonderful man. His name's Robbie. And they've got three other beautiful children. So Charles's life now is complete in a family environment and he knows nothing else. But let me just say something yeah, to you, Mike, the point I'm going to make. Yeah, yeah. So one day I went round to my mother's house and um, my brother was there. So he was about a year or two before he died and he was doing something, he was watching a video, um, he had his dressing ground on, and I walked in and he was having an egg sandwich. And I know this is crazy. And a cup of tea and my mum was there. Many years later, yeah, I went round to knock at Charles's house. Mm. And the mannerisms of that boy, he never met my brother. Never, ever met my brother. Mm. And his mannerisms was, he, had the, he didn't have the same dressing gown on, but the legs, I remember the feet and legs being the same. And just how he was. And I thought, my God. This is, who, this is exactly how your dad was. Now, he hasn't copied that behaviour because he doesn't know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's in him. It's a very valid point, yeah. It's, 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 it's in inherent, him. inherent, yeah. And, and so I think as much as, you know, we, you go, God, don't you look like your mum or your dad or whatever? But I do believe that that's of the flesh. But I do believe that we're spiritual beings, mm. yeah? So if we've got the same look as someone in the family, I believe that the, 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 the pass on of the spirit is exactly the same. I really do. And, and the reason why I believe that, because we're spiritual beings, yeah? yeah I, I mean, I agree with that 100%. And we are spiritual beings. So we're made up of a spirit, whether it's good or bad, mm. yeah? Like, if, you, if your parents are Christians, don't mean to say you're gonna be a Christian. You have to have an encounter with something that's greater than us. Sure. So I think what that makes, and I won't, I'll stop here. No, what, no, no, go what, as long as you want, honestly. What that makes available mm -hmm. is the dysfunctional spirits that maybe, or I believe, 
And some of them look really nice. Some of them, are, they're, but they're all a counterfeit in my eyes. So the defun- dysfunctional spirit. Oh, I just think, I just think, if you haven't got something that is the truth in you, mm-hmm. yeah, we learn, we get taught, we do these, and it doesn't matter who you are. Depression, yeah, I think that's spiritual. Uh, oh, you think it's connected to your spirit? It's really, it's really absolutely, absolutely. Why, why, why do you say that? Because I think it's a. I, I think the. So only, that's what you mean about almost passed on. There's almost a sadness that's passed on. You think? Absolutely, and I think addiction you're born with. And I think it's, if you look back in the family traits, there's always addiction in the families yeah, if yeah. there's an addict. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think we try and label it. But bottom line for me is this, that we either walk in the truth or we don't. Now, what anyone's truths are, I'm not trying to convert anybody. No, here, no, no, of course not. But from my experiences, you, you know, even I wouldn't be able to communicate with you, Mike, if, if I hadn't have found the Lord. I wouldn't have done. I'd have communicated with you. Do, you. do you really think that? I know that. It's not what I think. It's what I know. But, but it, I, I'm, it's what you, I'm, you know me. I'm with you on a lot of things. But I'd, I'd argue you you are so well articulated anyway. And, and you, I remember you saying in your book, you had the gift of the gab. You had certain things. To say you wouldn't be able to communicate with me, do you mean more on a, on a, on a different level or not at all? No, I'd be able to communicate with you, but not on the level that I'm communicating with you yeah. now. I've always had the gift of the gab, but years ago, as I'd be sitting here sp- speaking to you, I'd have the rumbling going on. And you think you'd be elsewhere? I'd be everywhere. Yeah, I'd, yeah, yeah. I, I, and, and I'm still not quite where I want to be, but I'm a lot closer than I've ever been in my life. So what do I put that down to? I don't drink anymore. I don't use mad drugs. That has something to do with it. Mm. But, but what really is the be, end and end of all for me is not, I'm holier than now. If you don't give your life to Jesus, you go to hell. The Bible says that. But right. But I'm not here to promote that. What I'm here to promote in my life and in my book and what I want to do, the story is unbelievable that I existed in that. And it wasn't just one life. I had many lives of dysfunction. But today, in nothing from what I had, I was a very wealthy man. Oh, I had a few quid, I had a few quid. I had everything, what I thought you needed. And I still, still wasn't Michael. And I think in, in losing everything, I found everything. And I think that's a spiritual concept that as much as the baggage is gone, there's an alignment in me today sure. that what I followed, yeah, I haven't followed anything else. I have played with stuff, but what I followed was the crucifix of the, of Christ. Now people go, oh, what's all that about? For me, Jesus, Mike, yeah. was an incredible human being. No, 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 let yeah. me tell you. Yeah, no, no, he I'm got done. beaten, he got smashed, he kept his mouth shut. It, to die on a cross, as they say, he's horrendous, you, 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 you drown. Yeah. Now, whether we believe he's the son of God or not, for me he is, yeah. and I have, and I have People go, how can you prove it? Something happened to me, yeah? And it weren't because I was desperate. It, it, something happened, and it happened in a very unusual way. So then I started to realise that my view of Jesus was a tambourine or a triangle, white socks, and, and boring, yeah? And it wasn't until, not because I got involved with the church, it wasn't until I got involved with what come after the resurrection is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It wasn't until I got involved with that and I'm not saying people can't do it other ways. That's up to them. Well, I, well, I was going to stress that you're not saying be a Christian. You're, say, you're, you're just saying it's, you're connecting to a spirit, spirituality, whatever that is. 
it's yeah. to some extent whichever way you go is, is up to you. Right? It's up to you. Yeah, yeah. Whether they work or not is 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 is, is neither is up to the individual. But for me, yeah. But for me, when I saw what a what an unbelievable guy this was, mm. come away from the child of God, yeah, come away from that. When I saw that, you know, he went into dangerous situations, yeah. Even if you don't believe he's the son of God, on the cross, he says, why have you forsaken me? Because it was an act of love. Now, in all the Bible, you look through the Bible, and I don't want to get too much into this, but if you get into the Bible, it's a war book. It's a story of, of tragic, it's a story, but then comes the good news. Mm. But the good news doesn't mean to say that life doesn't have its difficulties, because it does, but in it, you seem to be able to cope more. You have more faith, faith to believe. People call it positive thinking. Sure. But when I started to look at my faith in a way other than what the world was looking at, oh, how can you be a Christian? That's a weakness. Trust me, it's a strength. So I'm not saying the church is wrong or right. I love church. But I think it's about the individual. And I think if we can learn what I've learned, and I'm learning, I still ain't got it right, son, I'm on my way. But I know that things, and it's not because I've got older. I still feel sexy. I still feel whatever. I still feel like if someone hit me on the chin, I'd say, what you, whatever. But not that that's important. But today things have changed for me in the fact that what I'm following, as hard as it may seem, it's not all like, oh, everything's great. No, no, it's still a struggle, but we have something else to establish our truths. Then you get set free. So that's my faith, Michael. And it, I'm not trying to... Do you, do you think your faith is in yourself more than anything? No, my faith is in the Lord. And, and, and that, how, how much is that connected to yourself? Do, do, do you, what, you what, mean, what I mean is, you know, some people talk, there's no such thing as luck, it's, it's preparation and opportunity. In the same, in the same vein, how much, how much is truly your... Like, do you truly believe a lot of it is out of your control? No, no, no. I think the, the and, and it's and it's the power of God, so to speak, or is it is it truly the majority of you and 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 God perhaps look, luck like, can, like gives you certain paths and you choose which path you'll go. Luck, luck, luck exists in this world. Mm. Positive feelings exist exist in the world, but what we look at here in the material, mm. yeah, is short-lived. Yeah, whatever you know, when you die. God willing, you, you, you live as long as a beautiful life. But you will be remembered for something. Well, it's moments, isn't it? So when you, to what, yeah, for moments. So, so whatever you want to achieve in this world, you get some great people who've achieved. Gandhi, you get some unbelievable, but Muhammad Ali, you know, who, who, what's his name? The geezer who's in the nick for years, the South African kid. Oh, Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. I mean, what, what a life. What, what did he achieve? Yeah, he achieved incredible stuff, yeah? Well, and, and the patience of the time he took in jail, the patience of it and the decades of it to come out with such forgiveness is quite... It's, quite it's incredible. So, uh, was he a Christian? I'm not sure whether Nelson was. He had some sort of faith. I'm, I'm not sure either, but I, I do know that his whole... People talk about it a lot nowadays since Mandela's gone, the fact that he was so forgiving to the white population and tried to create that... Uh, create an integrated society since he's gone it's it's fallen apart part of it, apparently yeah so, so it's the power of one man as well and, and that forgiveness which I find fascinating incredible yeah so but the first thing to do is learn to forgive ourselves uh -huh. yeah so <laughs> for me yeah and I've done the AAs and the NAs and it's fantastic the 12-step program and I, and I still have to work on myself yeah. but for me what happened to me something greater than me entered me 
And it wasn't a figment of my imagination. So I, 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 when my children were born, I, I knew what was going on. When God touched me, there, there's a guy in the Bible called David, King David, yeah? And he was a rascal, yeah? Mm. He had an affair with his mate's wife. Um, he, he killed the guy. It's a bit more in depth than that. But God knew his heart, yeah? And the, the lady's name was Bathsheba. She fell pregnant, yeah. the, the, the child dies. The next child that God blessed them two with, whether you believe this or not is not the point I'm trying to get to, was Solomon. And they said King Solomon was the grandest of them all. But he fell, let me just finish, yeah, Mike. He yeah. fell, but when David cried out to God for forgiveness, God said to David, I desire the truth in your innermost being, mm. yeah? Well, when I got, to, he said, and I, you need to know the wisdom. When I got touched by God, yeah, God touched me in the innermost being where my soul was dirty. So everything that I had obtained from the, the forefathers, from my actions, from my abuse, whatever it was, it was dark, yeah? So that darkness embedded itself in me. Mm. And I can only speak my truths, not Melson Dandela's yours, lovely Sam there. I can only speak my truths. And I'm not trying to convert anybody, but my truth was I had a moment in my life where something touched me. It wasn't, I didn't fall on the floor. I didn't start laughing. It just went and it touched me in that place that was so dirty that the relief, I went, my God, there was hope for me. Mm. And it wasn't, it wasn't anything that was said. There was a prayer. It wasn't, a, no one laid hands on me. No one was praying for me. It was in the atmosphere. It wasn't a figment of my imagination because my imagination used to run wild. This was a firm touch of something that was far greater than I was. And you've only got to look around the world. We spin in space. The air that we breathe, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that perfection of, 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 say, the heavens, let's just say, let's say, you know, where the moon is, where the sun is, how the sea comes in, how, how we breathe, how, how these things grow, how animals are created. Whatever it is, something far greater than us done it. Now, whatever people believe, that's not my opinion, that's fine. But that was the thing that... There is something with... beyond us, is, is, is the real point. It's, it's, For sure. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a more basic level or layman's terms, there is something bigger than us, without a doubt. But I'll end on this spiritual note, because yeah, yeah. uh, I don't want to get too much more deep in it. But one thing with the God that I believe in, yeah. he never makes it easy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Mary, virgin birth, they say that at that particular time, she could have been stoned to death. God didn't see that as a problem, mm. right? He didn't see that the birth of the living God, the birth of, of Jesus, Her I think it was Harold, he said, kill all the two-year-olds. He never made it easy. But the purpose was to increase the faith, yeah? And in Jesus for 30 years, you know, Joseph walked down the aisle with Mary and his mates were going, what's she been up to? Could you imagine, right? You she was pregnant. And we believe with the Son of God. Now you go, wow, how can that be? Well, how can it be we're spinning round in space? I don't know. So, so you believe the possibility of miracles is, is a true thing? Well, it is a true... I don't... But I know it. For me, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... And if I tap into that, not in a 
I'm, a, I, I'm really good. I'm a, I, I'll do anything for you. I'm, I'm very spiritual. Let me, that, 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 for me, that don't exist. What exists is a relationship yeah. with something far greater than me. And even if churches, which I love the churches, even if they close tomorrow, yeah, even if everything closed down for another two years and we weren't allowed out the house, the relationship that I can have with what I believe in is still available for me mm. and it makes it special. Does it make it a weakness? Because God says, in your weakness, I am strong. Was I weak? In lots of ways, no. But in other ways, I was. And it wasn't weak because I was frightened of anything. I, I didn't like who I was. I, I could, was out of control when I was sleeping with my friend's wife. It was out of control and I share it. Um, it broke our hearts. Uh, a, a massive business was lost. I lost a dear friend. Mm. It caused nothing but heartache for everybody. It was me who done it. Yeah. No excuses. But what promoted that? Really, in my mind's eye, I, I loved the man. And I loved his wife, not as a girlfriend. And, you know, he was my friend. But you adored the woman as a human being, which is... But no, that's okay, Michael. Yeah. But there's certain that's boundaries. Not I'm, not, I'm not saying it is. I'm just understanding what that was. That led to more, but there was that adoration. It was, it was darkness, Mike. It was yeah. darkness to do that dishonesty thing. For me, it was anyway. Mm. So today, after many years of struggle, of being a criminal, being wealthy, being skint, my mind's better today. Mm. My spirit's more in line. I have to check myself, Mike. I really have to check myself. And, and, and so that's the conclusion of my faith, Michael. Yeah. So, but there's loads of other things we can talk about. I mean, fuck me, I could listen to this all day. Listen, I, you, know, you know, I said to you before, I wouldn't call myself religious by any stretch of the imagination. I'd say, um, I'm probably ag agnostic. You're, you're, agnostic. you're good at I, I, questioning, son. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Well, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be a good questioner. But I, I, I think I told you before, I, I wouldn't call myself religious. I, I'd say I'm agnostic in the sense of, um, I do believe in, in a greater power of some sort. It'd be foolish not to. And uh, not, not, again, I think some people think it's narcissistic. Some real like atheists say it's narcissistic. Maybe you're just a random speck of the earth. Yeah, but agreed. There's so, there's so, there's so much perfection and imperfection in the world. It's got to come from somewhere, an energy of some sort. So I really, really believe in that. And I think it's always interesting as, you know, for us as well, like it's generally, it's generally the younger population that listen to this. So if, if we can create these relatable moments that you talk about and, and understand that it's not necessarily just about Christianity or anything like that religion, it's about understanding whatever, whatever high power that is and, and trying to be as agnostic as possible in our approach and say, hey, hey, be a Christian. We're not saying that. We're saying, no, 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 they're no, saying no. just open your periphery of, of, of view yeah. and, and go from there. And the reason why I sort of mentioned that and I want to carry on with that a bit is, is I remember in the book you you uh, bumped into your nephew, your 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 brother's child. What was his name? Charles. Charles. And you that's what I was talking about. Yes, the similarity. Well, that's what that's why yeah. it came to my mind. Yeah. And the thing that I really really enjoyed uh, was you said, "Do you like yourself?" You asked him, "Do you like yourself?" Yeah. Um, now, with everything that you've gone through and all the stuff you talked about in your conclusion of spirituality, I'd just like to ask you that question: Do you, do you like yourself now? I like myself a lot better, Michael. I never used to. I, I used to have a. a, 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 a uh, um, it's a good question that, Michael. So, did I like myself? I used to like some of the things I used to do, but when you're acting or you're behaving mm -hmm. under something that is, uh, it sounds a really bit of a chuck away remark, that it's uncontrollable. And I wouldn't say it's uncontrollable, but it was very hard to harness. 
then you start to dislike yourself. And people love me for what I've done. I've, I've, God's always remained, give me a good heart. But I haven't liked what I've done. I, 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 and I, I went for a stage where I hated myself. Mm. So I had to question, do I hate myself because I got caught or because I lost everything or I let people down or do I hate myself for agreeing to do something inside of me that was incorrect? That's a fact. Addiction, the devil, call it what you like. Mm. But so do I like myself today? I like myself a lot better today. Um, and I've... Um, I still have my days when I don't because there's still stuff going on for me. Sure. But I do believe I was born for this time. I was born to be a grandfather. Yeah. My success has come, is coming now through my age. Uh, how do we deem success? It, it, it deems in lots of ways. Sure. But um, so this is my time. You know, you said I like myself much better. So you're not so. I think some people are desperate to be like 100% satisfied with themselves, and I think that is a very dangerous I approach think, because I don't think you can ever read I'm very I, I'm sure there'll be a time in my life or a time you've had in your life already where I can sit down amongst my friends and family and be in a beautiful environment and think god this is this is what I was after because we'll talk about it later about what I define what I personally see as my happiness but I know that but I don't know if I could have but would you even want to be 100% satisfied with yourself because then where, where are you at that point okay great question Michael so I don't think it's about being satisfied yeah I don't think about environments can go, I've arrived, right? But if we act out in love, love is a verb, mm. it's an action. So if I can love the innocence of my grandchildren and I get their love back, that to me is really cool and lovely, yeah? If I'm sitting in a big mansion house or I'm sitting in a council flat, I don't think that determines my happiness, yeah? But I think what determines my happiness, don't get me wrong, I'd prefer to be sitting in a big house. Mm. But what determines my happiness <laughs> is how I manage to love myself. So if I can turn inwardly to me without my mind playing tricks with me, and I start to love myself in a way when I get up in the morning, I, I care about what I eat, I care about my exercise, I care about... Um, my health, I care about my sleep, and I care about my, my relationships, how I interact with people, sure. then, then that's loving myself. As long as I don't want anything from you, and, and I'm not trying to manipulate you in conversations, because being the criminal I was, it was all manipulation. It was just given by greed, control, power. So to answer that question, there's still stuff that is happening that will I feel I'll get to that stage when I will be content. The day that I finally meet my maker, I think that's the day when the transition of change for me will be that I'm at total peace with myself. Um, so I try to do things today better. Mm. But when you've had the sort of, and I'm gonna use this word, Michael, to your demons that I've had. That's why I know it's hereditary. It's personal for me. Um, and we fight the battle to beat the demons. Everything is about abstinence. So if I'm abstinent from a certain situation, slowly but surely, I become aligned with myself. I, my mind doesn't have to think about the stuff because I'm not acting out in drugs, birds, women, 
dysfunctional sex, all that sort of stuff. And then I turn up with a man with a big Range Rover, got the big watch on, got a big house in South Kensington. God, he's doing well. When I used to close that door, I'd go, oh my God, what is all this about? But there was something inside of my heart that propelled me into changing the dysfunction that sort of made itself available to me. It comes from the brain, Mike. Yeah. It, it, it saturates you, it's a very powerful thing. And I think the brain is such a wonderful thing that if it's governed right, the world's your I agree, I think the, the governing part is... is it's very true. Is, is the true bit you have to learn to, 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 to get any sort of equilibrium in life. Absolutely, equilibrium's a lovely word. Mm. But from where I've come from, I suppose the merry-go-round of life, I'm 62 now, right? And doesn't look bad, does he? Doesn't look bad. <laughs> Had to put that in there. Had to put that in there. My advice is yeah, this. Yeah. If you want any advice, this is my advice. Is be kind to yourself and to other people. And I think that's a spiritual rule. It's much harder to be kind to yourself, though. But if, but if we're kind to ourselves, if we work on ourselves, rather than what Sam thinks about me or what you think about me, it's yeah. about what I think about myself. So I've got up this morning... Um, I've had slight words with, with an ex-wife who, who I love dearly uh, and there's no need for it and she'd come at me and if something well it doesn't matter what it was and my, my reaction used to be my, but my reaction today is still I responded mm. not in a bad way so I, I walked away I managed to go to the lavatory sit on the lavatory I wasn't either at the toilet I, I was sat there as a place of peace and I thought filter that through yeah. Instead of me responding from the dysfunctional way that I can, I said, what's the truth of the matter? So I worked it out. I never allowed it to play around with me. I never allowed it to have a resentment. I, I, and I just let it go. I prayed, walked out of the toilet. Promise you, my peace was restored. So if that's what I'm learning about life, be it with the milkman, be it with an ex-wife, be it with my grandchildren. It's about being kind. And I was kind to myself because I had the knowledge to go, Mike, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. Mm. It's just a waste of time. What's happening right now? Right now is I feel kind. I'm, I'm being kind to myself. You're arriving, blah, blah, blah. And I settled very quickly. Because when you first arrived, I was jarred by it. You didn't know, but it was only happened 10 minutes before you got there. And I made it about me. For, how dare she? My mind started. Doesn't she realise what I'm doing? Self-importance. You know, but I, I'm going on a podcast. Do you, a complete lot of bollocks to be honest with you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, she made a comment. So that might sound whatever to you, but to me it's important. Of course, because yeah. relationships are the most important thing that we have. A relationship with ourselves and a relationship with other people. It doesn't mean to say we've got to be a pussy and go, oh, you do what you want to me. But what I used to do, I used to respond with aggression, imitate. Super uh, impulsive as well all the time. No, no terrible. Real, no, no real, no real uh, taking a moment to say what is actually happening here. Does it warrant this response? Didn't have the ability because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a crazy head. Mm. So everything you said to me, it, it, this was this was not available. Mm. That was available, mm. and it was oh yeah, full of shame, full of pride, all stuff that's. Just, just, I know belongs to something dark. Sure. And so that's the stuff. So a guy told me one day, Jim, he said to me, listen, son, he said, what you need to do 
He told me it a long time ago. It took me a long time to get it. And do you know what a hoe is? And I don't mean in, in, a, in, in a rude way. The, yeah. It's a garden tool. Yes, okay. So it's, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a mini spade almost. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's for weeding and that sort Correct. of thing. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And then you go, and you're like that. So my mate said to me one day, what you got to get yourself, Mike? You know, not a big house or a big car or, you know, you got your first million, how many do you want? He said, this is what you need to do, Michael. Mm. Go and get yourself a hoe. <laughs> what do you mean, Jim? Well, it's ironic because it can be used for other things, but well, yeah. But, but I think that's a new word, but back in the day, I, I, I'm not sure if... He's talking about the rude hoe. Yeah, yeah, the rude hoe. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... As, a, as in, just get yourself a, a woman. Yeah, but I, we, we, I didn't know that word until like, your, your sort of young kids come along and the music started. So the hoe to me was a garden tool. Yeah. So I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, look, this is your patch, yeah? It doesn't matter what you got or what you ain't got. But every day, the weeds grow, Michael. Weeds of pride, weeds of, you know, self-importance, control. I, mean, I had them all. Trust me, they're all related. Yeah. He said, get your hoe every day and just go round your garden and de-weed that stuff. And then what grows from that, Michael, from that lovely soil ground, is something beautiful and it'll grow in you. And you know what? That might sound stupid or anybody, but me... No, I think, I think the practice is, is quite symbolic. Absolutely. And, 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 it, and, it, and it filters through to an attitude towards life. And you can look at that in many different ways, whether you do martial arts or you keep fit or whatever. And I think that's a great example of it. So that was it for me. When I was in Exeter Prison, not because I was a gangster or because I was tough, but I semi-took the jowl over with my... Nows, I guess, it's just... Yeah, and the little moves and the little... Yeah. So... Bit, bit, bit of business acumen, I guess. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So we had... Um, there's a guy called Ray Reardon who was a famous snooker champion. My mate, or an acquaintance of mine, was Jimmy White. So we got Ray Reardon to come down and he played some snooker in there. We got Samantha Fox to come to the prison. <laughs> we started running the football team. We was in the gym... We had all sorts of shenanigans going on there. Yeah. But it was like porridge. Now, we was potentially Cat A prisoners, which is a... Just, just to, for clear, because not everyone knows, porridge being the TV series. Sorry, porridge being the TV series. Yeah, which, so, is, which is what, so, so people know. It, it's, a, it's a story about prisons with um, Ronnie Barker. Yeah, in, in the 80s, is that right? Or in the 80s, Victorian prisons. Yeah. Um, it was just... And you know what? It, it was a, a, a comedy... There was a lot of heartfelt stuff that went into that program yeah, yeah. because they got the emotional side of it right. It's all about the emotional side of life. Whether you're in prison or sitting, it's what gets you here at the end. Absolutely, amen. Yeah, that's why we do this. Amen. Sorry. It's all right, don't worry. Um, so go on. So in, in Exeter Prison, you started to run it. And started to sort of participate in organising situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To coin a phrase. Um, so on the whole, prison officers were a bit nervous. Um, but on the whole, we we got in bed with the right guys in there. Yeah. We we had a fantastic thing with Samantha Fox, and and, and my my then wife Daniela. She um, we raised money for for charity. Um, I can't get in trouble for it now, but it, it it was a it was a bit of a bit of a fanny. Okay. And, uh, fugazi, as they say in Italy, it's a bit of fugazi. Fugazi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, fugazi. Fugazi. <laughs> so, um, 
just mindful of people walking about. That's all. So, so we had this situation going on where she came to the prison. She'd just been in the Eurovision, 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 is it Eurovision Song? Eurovision Song Contest, yeah. Yeah, at, at Sam Fox. And she'd become a Christian, bless her. And she came down to, it, it instigated Alpha in prisons, this as well. And she came down with Daniela, a lady called Daniela Morelli, who was my wife. Mm. She was Italian from Naples, great girl, great girl. And uh, so we raised money and they, like you guys, they come with a camera and they went round to all the charity places where we'd raise the money for, um, uh, uh, what's that thing that Kat has, uh, Kat has got, Down syndrome, yeah. um, that sort of stuff. Sam was brilliant. So they filmed it. This is a brilliant story, this. And it's too long to tell you here, but I'll just tell you about- Do it if you want. No, I'll tell you indoors, because yeah, you, yeah, you've yeah. got to have me indoors for this, because yeah. it's a fantastic story. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. Really great story. Mm -hmm. So, but remind me to tell you. Anyway, we was doing all that stuff, and I'm not going to go on about Sam and Ray, I'm going to tell you that indoors, because mm -hmm. it's a long story and it's a cracker. It'll make you laugh. So this bit has to go after it, when we tell the story. So I'm coming across no man's land. So no man's land is from there to where lovely Sam is. In the prison. In the prison. You've got B wing, A wing. Yeah. Yeah. So B wings for remands, A wings for sentences. A lot of drug smugglers there. It was down by the coast and everything. Mm. So to come across, you have to stand at the gate and go, all right, sir, uh, Emmett, can I come through or whatever? And they come over and they let you out. And this be an office here. So because I was sort of, the only thing I didn't have was a key, I think. <laughs> so I used to share. You're a bit of a hybrid, bit, bit yeah, everywhere. A little yeah. bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit. He's clever with his words out, Mike. He's very clever. He's a great interviewer. Thank you, Because he's to the point, it's a little bit near the mark, but he does it really cool. And what he says makes sense. You have to listen to him, don't you? Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it's that. It's true. So all of a sudden, I, I, I go, it's all right, chaps. It's only Michael. And they go, oh, look, because we'd been there late. We was like part of furniture. They go, oh, look, as I've walked through, because we'd driven them mad for so long, I'll tell you the story soon, out of the darkness. Now, I had a big knife in my pocket, not for violence. It used to be a can opener, right? But you're still not meant to have it, yeah? But it's right in my pocket here. And I used to have it on me. It wasn't, a, it wasn't like a knife to stab anyone, a little bit like a corkscrew. But if you was coming and I had to defend myself, I might have used it. But it wasn't there, it was my tin opener, yeah, yeah? can opener. So I've got it in my pocket and I'm going back to work over the gym. Some great stories, Exeter. Hilarious. Remind me to tell you the story I bet, of Jimmy I bet, White. I bet, I bet we will. When we sit down, we'll remind you. Sorry, go, go on, carry on. So, so you got you got the knife. I got the knife in my pocket, which is the tin opener, really. But it's, yes, you're not supposed to have it. Absolutely. But where we've been there nearly for twenty months, we're in the church, we're in the gym, we're doing all wonderful things. Yeah, yeah. Get trying to get well. Anyway, because we sort of familiarity excuse me kills the cat does it what's that saying familiarity kills the cat we become very familiar okay familiar in a prison they start to think whoa so they can't get really get out i don't know why they couldn't get rid of us so they bring up they bring in this po which is a principal officer right. 
from Dartmoor Prison. Big tough guy, he liked a beer, he had a big beer belly. He had sideburns, he was like, I think a Welshman, I'm not against the Welsh. Big fluffy uh, sideburns. And they call it a flat, flat peak. When they put, when put their hats on and it shoots down their nose. So he fancied himself a little bit. Anyway, as I've come through, he's come out the, the darkness of the, of, the, of the thing I'm walking across, no man's land. And in this Welsh voice, excuse me, but I'm not good at accents. Boyle. <laughs> I was waiting for him. He went, are you one of the Emmets? So I said, yeah. And he was standing there with his tobacco aftershave on. And he's, yeah, you're, you're right, go, oh, quickly, quickly, quickly. He's clean shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's frilly sideburns. He's six foot two. And I'm staring at him like that. Yeah. <laughs> he said, are you one of the Emmets? I said, yeah. He said to the other prison officer, search him. And I don't remember who it was. He was probably, he, it was a retirement post. He's come over, he rab, patted me down. I've got the corkscrew in my pocket. And he, and he doesn't say anything. Doesn't say a word. So I thought, oh, that's Andy. Is he clean? He's clean. I'm not. He turns around, he comes up to me like this. And he's got his, and I'm pretty tall. He's about an inch taller than me. And he's got his flak like that. Trying to really be tough. Yeah. And I used to sort of, I never used to, it never used to sort of frighten me. I used to find it quite amusing, actually. And he went to me, what you need to know, Emmett, in the Welsh voice, you've tried to run this prison. I said, not really, Governor, not really. He said, no, you have. I can't remember what I said. He said, but what do you got to look at me as? As a broom. So, oh, OK, I didn't know where this was going. He said, and I, they've brought me in from Dartmoor as the new broom. And I've come here to sweep this place up and you're leaving, Emmett, right? I thought, oh dear. Now everyone we had sort of on our side, yeah. not corruption, well, fifth, you know. We'd run out of help. And we didn't want to go up to London. We was happy where we was. So he's, that's where the broom story comes. He said, I'm a new broom. This is going to be a clean sweep. End it there. But the lead up to it is a cracker.